I can't tell you how much I enjoyed saying touch them all. Way back and gone. Touch them all, Joe Maurer. And now these guys are making it relevant to this year's Twins. It's a beautiful now, our two resident hardball nerds will attempt to touch them all on the week's news surrounding the Twins in MLB. I didn't know they still had a team. That's baseball. Here's Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore. Yeah, we're feeling generous this week. It's the first time in a couple months we've given you an actual, instead of like bonus radio content, we're giving you bonus touch them all content, a bonus episode of touch them all. And it's to celebrate the fact that the Twins are still above 500 or around 500, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. And um, it's kind of a this is going to be a look ahead episode, Derek Whatmore. This is going to be look into your crystal baseball and project exactly two years from right now. So exactly two years, May of 2019. OK, can you see that far ahead into your crystal baseball? Oh, yeah, it's it's crystal clear. Yes. Wow. OK. Puns intended on uh, on this podcast. I want you to look at and 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 for the purposes of this, we are recording this on a Tuesday. What is it, May 9th, I think. So the twenty five man roster as it sits right now, as we record this, Barrios has not been called up yet. Uh, Kyle Gibson has not been recalled back to the twenty five man yet. The twenty five man roster as it sits today. How many of these players are you confident? will still be on the 25-man roster in exactly two years from now. Uh, and I can, I can show you if you don't have a roster in front I mean, of you. I'm looking at it you on are, my okay. phone. I'm just, okay. I, I still feel bad about that pun. Like, I can't shake that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I hadn't said that. Just you know? let it sit there. Yeah, <laughs> just linger. Just, just bathe in it for a second. And it's like when you rub a dog's nose in it, right? That's kind of how I feel right now. I, I guess I just have to start from the obvious ones and start naming them off because I just like scrolled through the pitching staff and I I can't say confidently. Let's, let's go name by name pitching staff. Okay, okay I'll so just like literally. So it's not could they are it, the the question isn't or the answer isn't are they maybe going to be on the twenty five oh, right. minutes? Are, are you pretty confident, confident that guy's going to be on the twenty five minutes? Okay, I Matt, just Matt Belial. No. I'll just you just read them off. I'll just tell you. This will no, be easy. I'm conf- I'm confident he won't be on the 25 man in a week. So wow, uh, Craig Breslow. No. no, Tyler Duffy. No, he's a maybe, but it's it's a right, not. You said it's confident. Not, it's not a confident. I'm not confident. Justin Haley. No, yeah, it's another. It's another maybe. He's what is he was born in 1991. In June he's going to be 26. So, he's, so he'll be rule 28. five guy. We'll see if he sticks around. But all the summer. last couple rule five guys, Ryan Presley. Who? Oh, Ryan Presley. No. Great stuff. Hasn't put it together. Yeah, I'm a big Presley guy, and this has been a disappointing mm-hmm. start to the season for him. Brandy Kinsler, no. thirty, going to be thirty three years old. No, actually, he he'll be thirty five at the time of this exercise. So no, yeah, it's, yeah, and and if the Twins fall out of it, I'm trading him this July. Yeah, Taylor Rogers, lefty. No, the same thing. I had heard that teams were calling on him. Young lefty gets lefties out. But you can find Taylor Team controlled. Rogers. Sure. There are Taylor Rogers out there. Um, the Twins need to find more of them. And, and I would think that he'll be in the big leagues yeah. at uh, at the time uh, two years from now, May 9th, 2019. But I don't know that it'll be with the Twins. So Drew no. Rusinski. No. no. And then we get to some of the starters here. Irvin Santana. No. Although, I will Technically say... Technically, will still be under contract. Yes. Everyone keeps talking about the two years, $28 million left on his... Deal. That's assuming he gets bought out for I think it's like a million bucks in 2019, mm-hmm. and 
That's a so it's a club option and and with a buyout. So people that look at the contract are just assuming he's going to get bought out. If he throws a combined 400 innings the next two years, including 200 innings next year, mm-hmm. it's an automatic vesting option. So he might have a three year deal on his hands. I still think it's like team friendly, but uh, percentage chance that Santana's a twin in 2019 is less than 50. So I say no. Hector Santiago, no. no. He's Same thing he'll be free agent. Up. Yeah, and he's and he's wrong side of thirty by then. Nick Tepish, no. no. Phil Hughes will still be under contract, but I just don't see. Yeah, but are you confident? No, I'm, I don't. No, no. I don't see him as a starter when he's in his thirties at that point. Although he's in his thirties now, so he'll be deeper yeah. into his thirties. Be thirty-two, I think. So we say no on all the pitchers. Uh, no I, pitchers. That's I, right. I, we did this on our radio show today, and I said. I'll give you one of those 12 pitchers, like a Tyler Duffy or a Justin Haley, maybe one of those pitchers. Or Ryan Presley straightens it Ryan, back out. Right, right. Okay. Well, that, that was ugly. That, that shows you just how far they have to go to be competitive. What was our last episode, Optimism Reigns? What, what's yeah. the opposite <laughs> of Optimism Well, Reigns? this it gets a little better with the position players. Sure. So catchers Jason Castro and yeah. Chris Jimenez. Castro, three-year deal. He'll still be under contract, if nothing else as a backup catcher, but yep. probably as a Take platoon kind of a guy. Infielders right now, 25-man roster, Adrianza. No. Yeah, probably not. He's going to be 30-ish years old. He got, he got DFA'd by two clubs this winter, and the Twins scooped him up just before spring training. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of players are available for a reason. Brian Dozier would have to sign another contract That's right. to be around. So he's got this year and next year, 2018 left. So he, he'd have to be on the first year of a new deal. You'd have to bank on the Twins $20 million dollars a year. He'd be under contract for 20 20- Fifteen to twenty million dollars a year. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I say no. Uh, not that I don't like Dozier. I and I'd have to see the terms obviously before going thumbs up, thumbs down on on a possible extension because I think it could make sense. But I did some digging around this winter. You know how Brian Dozier was the talk of the trade. You know he was the bell of the ball uh, in rumor mill season, and then nothing ended up materializing. I was checking to see two years left on his deal. Are the Twins considering any sort of extension this winter or into the season? And I'm told no. Mm-hmm. So it makes some sense. I don't know why you'd extend him this early on, but if you really felt like he's a part of your five-year, six, seven, eight-year plan, you'd entertain the idea, and the Twins were not entertaining that idea. And you could, because your $23 million from Maurer's contract comes off the books after next year, yep. you'd, you'd essentially be replacing that gap with sure. a lot of money to Brian Dozier sure. the year that Maurer comes off the books. Okay. Yeah. Eduardo Escobar. No. No. Yeah. Joe Maurer, no. Right. And uh, you His contract is up next year. You'd have to see another short-term contract in the Twins' future. I I don't know that I see that. I'm not sure I see him going to sign somewhere else. Like I think Joe Maurer retires after his I, 20th contract. I wouldn't be shocked at all if 2018 runs out and that he just calls it a yeah. career and rides off into the sunset. Okay, we've gone through 18 players know, on the 25-man roster. We have one guy that we're confident about is going to be around in two years and from it's, now. It's the catcher. <laughs> and it might be your backup catcher by that point. Okay. Okay, now business picks up a little bit yep, here. Yep, yep. Jorge Polanco. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Yes. I mean, you could trade him this off season too if you wanted to. If you don't think he's a shortstop and somebody sees it, you could maybe get some surplus value there. But I'd rather keep Polanco as a hitter and then figure out what happens with Brian Dozier. Maybe Polanco's a second baseman in three years, but that's fine. I really, really like his bat. His offensive profile fits at shortstop really well. 
But even at second base, a position that's got more power hitters at it now, I still think Polanco fits in nicely there. So yeah. I, I'm not in the business of trading Jorge Polanco right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Ideally, he sticks at shortstop. If Dozier left and you moved him to second base, if Nick Gordon is a shortstop, which you can figure that out in yeah. the next couple of years. But, uh, I, I like Polanco's bat up the middle. I think he winds up hitting in the first or second spot in your lineup and scores a bunch of runs, too, going and, forward. And this doesn't count because he's not on the 25-man roster, but I'd be more confident Nick Gordon's on the 2019 Twins than basically any of the names we've listed yeah, so far. He's tearing it up right now for, for yeah. double-A Chattanooga. Yeah, good start to the season for him. All right, we're 2 for 19 right now. Okay, that's not a very good batting average. Miguel Sano. Yeah, Miguel Sano is going to be on the team. Okay, th- so three for twenty. I feel I feel reasonably confident that he'll hit at this level. He's got he's got as they say a chance to be a pretty good player. <laughs> yes, Byron Buxton. Yes, yeah. yeah, because even if he doesn't hit, he provides enough value defensively that you can't justify getting rid of him. I mean, if some team's going to give up an ace to try and solve this riddle, okay, maybe you listen in the off season, but. If I'm the Twins, I'm not in the business of selling low on Byron Buxton because there's just so much defensive value there that even if he's, let's say he's a number 9 hitter or whatever and he never really figures it out to the level that he did last year in September, I, I almost, I mean, I do care because it, it short sells the ceiling of the next three to five years for the Twins, but I don't care enough to just punt him down the road and sell him for a bag of peanuts. I'm taking the defensive value even as a as a backup outfielder or something like that. I, I'm more confident that Buxton's on the team than any of the pitchers. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Even even with his How's really that a solid hot take. I, he, I, I just think worst case scenario, he's still a starting player for the next three or four years, just with the speed he's going to have in center field. You know, whether you buy into sh- small sample size, wins above replacement numbers or not, Fangraphs, even with the putrid start offensively. He's got, what, a 165 batting average and a 250 on base and maybe three or four extra base hits. He's still been worth a half win above replacement because outfield defense. Yeah. So if, if he can just become a competent hitter at the plate, a combination of dropping bunts down, uh, beating out some infield singles, just go hit 230 and get on base a little bit and play that defense, he's a multiple wins above replacement guy in that in that, uh, in that that outfield. I think Buxton will be on the team, yeah. Okay. Max Kepler. Hey guys, before we continue on with the rest of this Touch em All podcast, it's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners to tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota. 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three plus decades. And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Yeah, in Kepler's, two years. Kepler's a star in my mind. Um, he goes he goes under the radar. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's been fairly productive so far this year. I sort but... of thought that for a number of years with Kepler, ever since that breakout season in 2015 at Chattanooga where he was just a stud. You don't do that by accident. Like You can, hit, you can have a high batting average by accident, but I don't think you can hit for gap power, have more walks than strikeouts, have a high batting average, and play multiple defensive positions well, according to reports. Uh, in the outfield and at first base, I, I don't think you can do that and not be a good baseball player. I think Max Kepler's a really good baseball player, and he'll just continue to grow into his own. Yeah, uh, ditto. I, I echo everything. Let's see, Robbie Grossman. No. 
So Robbie Grossman was born in September like of 1989. Yeah, he will be still in his prime yeah, in, but in two years. Robbie Grossman it's has on base at a high clip. Robbie Grossman has spent seven months now posting obscene offensive numbers, and nobody knows his name, and he can't crack the lineup every day. I'm not confident. If he that had the a Twins... defensive position, if even if if he played first base mm-hmm. and there was no logjam at first base, he'd stand a better chance. I'm you just, just yeah, you put him in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like that. Those things considered, how, what, are you going to assign him to a contract extension? I'd be really surprised, based on the way the Twins have treated him, if they're going to give him a multi-year deal. And I'm not advocating that. I, I mean, locally, I'm probably the Robbie Grossman guy, but well, I'm he, still not. Well, he would still be under team control at that point in two years. He would, he'd be an arbitration guy by then, I believe. I think you can do better if you're the Twins by trading him. And, and if... And, if you find that he fits somewhere, okay, then maybe we revisit that. But, like, if the Twins are out of it this July, you should trade Robbie Grossman. Or if they're not, let's say they're in contention and they go into the winter and they don't know who their DH is next year between Joe Maurer, Miguel Sano, Byung-Ho Park, Kenny Vargas, Robbie Grossman, you trade Robbie Grossman. Yeah. Just find somebody that will give you something. If the standard of measurement is, like we said at the beginning of this episode, confident right. that they'll be on the 25-man right. in two years, you'd be the answer lying. has to be no. Yeah, you'd be lying if you said you're confident Grossman will be on their team in two years. So right now we have five out of five 23. Players. What do we got? Work. Castro, uh, Buxton, Sano, Kepler, Polanco? Yes. Kenny Vargas? No. Not confident. I think fairly decent chance based on he, he looks like he's much more comfortable at the plate. Position matters here. Yeah. Is is he going to be a, a starting for – he's a DH. He, he made a DH. three great plays against the Red Sox that caught your eye at first base, and that caught my eye because I think he's been a bad first baseman. So you're, you're um, giving him a position of DH as probably his best defensive spot. I think that's accurate. I'm curious to see if he develops into a good first baseman. And he made three nice plays over the weekend that made me say, hold on, yeah. was that Kenny Vargas? The Twins have two really good defensive first basemen right now if that was the real Kenny Vargas. I'm super skeptical if it is, and I'm not so sold on his skill set as a hitter even. I think he's kind of like a platoon guy. So if you're talking about confidence, do I think there's a better than 50% chance that Kenny Vargas is on the Twins on May 9th, 2019? No, I think it's less than fifty percent. Yeah, I, I I need to see a little bit more before I put him in the the confident bin. Okay, so we're if, still stuck on six. If he's a hitter, if if you get back to me at the in the second half of the season and he's a hitter, and yeah, it's just obvious. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Sure, but and we then don't know yet. DH. We've seen a hot month or two from him before. He's like twenty. What is he? He was born in nineteen. He's going to be twenty seven years people, old. People so. think he's young because he hasn't been around that long. No, he was a he's late bloomer. Up there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other thing that's factoring into my saying less than fifty percent chance is that you got Young Ho Park, um, you got a guy like Daniel Palka. There are going to be some options that I'm curious about. I'm not saying Palka is going to steal his job necessarily. It, it could happen, but I'm just saying that like the Twins are supposed to be really competitive in two years. And I'm not sure that a really competitive team trots out Kenny Vargas as its first baseman. So we'll see. I I reserve the right to change my mind on this, but if you ask me today, I would say not confident. Final player on the roster in question here, Eddie Rosario. How confident are you confident that he'll be on the twenty five man in exactly two years? Um This is a this is maybe the hardest one we've had yet. I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I say no. 
And I say that, and I like Rosario more than you like Rosario. Yeah, I'm not a Rosario guy. I like I like having speed and range in the corner outfield spots. I think that matters a lot when you don't have bat missing pitchers. I just think it's so important in a spacious ballpark like that too to build speed around the outfield pastures, help your pitchers, and he offers that. He gives you a great arm in the outfield. He can hit when he makes contact, he hits the ball hard. He's a good pure hitter as they would say. He's just he's a he's a bad ball hitter. He also has a strike zone that's too wide, doesn't get on base at a high enough clip, and we know now that this front office measures its offensive performers by weighted on base average, which takes into account the fact that on base percentage is twice as valuable as slugging. Well, Rosario is not one of your better on base guys. In fact, he's well below league average on base percentage in the high levels of the minors, in the majors so far to this point in his career. My guess is they try to spin in the next couple years Eddie Rosario for pitching maybe in the offseason when there's just more teams in the bidding for yeah. corner outfielders. I could see it, although the reason I say, I, I'll say that I think he will be on the team. And the reason that I think that is because I was told by a, a couple of smart people that I trust uh, with the Twins that I said, what am I missing here? Like, Rosario's not a very good player. He strikes out all the time. He doesn't know how to draw a walk. He walks up to the plate without a clear idea of what he's trying to do. He's unless, trying to swing. Exactly. He has a very clear idea of what he's trying <laughs> to unless do. Unless his idea. He's going to swing. <laughs> what I should say is not a clear idea of what he should be trying to do. And if his idea was, no matter what pitch I get, I'm swinging, that seemed to be the game plan for 2014-2015. Even after his good year, I was kind of like... Or uh, 2015, 2016, I should say. Even after his good year, his rookie season, I was kind of saying, like, uh, maybe on this guy. And I took a lot of heat because people were like, are you kidding? He's one of their great young prospects. Buxton, Rosario, and Sano. Here we go. Um, that should be their rallying cry, by the way. I kinda, can you make you a, can have that one for free. Make a melody out of that Yeah, somehow? just like free marketing. You're welcome. <laughs> um, somebody make a jingle out of that. It'd be hilarious. I, I, I've never been a very big Rosario guy, but these people that I went to, I said, no idea of his strike zone. He swings at really bad pitches. The word is out. Pitchers are now bouncing two strike pitches off the plate and throwing fastballs at his eyes, and half the time he's swinging through them. What am I missing? And they said, I hear what you're saying, and fair, but you're too down on him, and here's why. As he developed all throughout the minor leagues, he was kind of like a talented guy, like a raw talent, sort of like just good hands, good eyes, strong enough, just a for lack of a better term, just a baseball player. And I I hear you, and I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, well, I'm skeptical if your argument is he's just a baseball player, and you can't give me anything more concrete than that, I'm not going to change my opinion on who Eddie Rosario is. I think he's a fourth outfielder if this trend continues. If he can't get on base at a 300 clip, and his outfield defense comes and goes, like, People talk about him as a gold-glove caliber outfielder, and I'm just as guilty as anybody after that rookie season of his. But, like, he also made some really bad plays in the outfield in 2016 that really had me selling my Rosario stock. I just wanted to get out from the investment. They said that the hit tool is one of the last things to develop, especially with a free swinger like Rosario. They said just give it some time, give it 500 to 1,000 plate appearances, and let's see what he is. Now, if he's 28 and he's still swinging at every single pitch a pitcher throws and nobody throws him a strike and the scouting report is out, you can get this guy out without throwing him strikes. Well, okay, then maybe you're right, Wetmore. Um, But they said that the hit tool develops last, and now I'm kind of curious because 
it's not just the hitting streak. Trust me, I'm I buy into hitting streaks less than most people. You can go one for seven, and technically your hitting streak's still alive, and it was a bad day at the plate. Whereas another guy can go zero for three, and then six for six the next day. Well, he doesn't have a hitting streak, but I'll take the second hitter. Rosario's been more than just a hitting streak this year. He's refining his strike zone. He's drawing it in. He's not swinging at all the terrible pitches that he's gotten in the past. He's got a better strikeout-to-walk ratio. He just looks like more of a hitter and looks like you know my sort of platonic ideal for what this type of hitter should be. With all of that being said, it's totally possible this is a mirage and he goes back to being the free-swinging strikeout artist that yeah. we've seen in the past. And that just got Danny Santana cut. So I reserve the right to change this opinion, too, that, like, eh, if, if he turns back into a pumpkin because his approach changes, well, then I'm selling my Eddie Rosario stock again. But right now, I'm buying it because if that hit tool has finally come around, if he's finally got an idea of his strike zone, if somebody's finally gotten through to him and said, Eddie, you could be a great player if you just stop swinging at these really bad pitches and try to do your damage on strikes. If they were telling him that for the last two years... He wasn't listening. And if they're telling him that now, it looks to me anyways through six weeks like he's listening. So I'm I'm pretty curious about who Eddie Rosario becomes over the next four months. It's kind of up to him. He's capable of getting on base more often, tightening the zone like you're saying, and being one of the best defensive corner outfielders in the game. Yeah. He's physically capable of it, and he's he shown flashes of that for stretches in the past. For so sure. if he hones in on those things, all of a sudden – my answer is 100% yes, and he's one of your more sneaky, underrated, more valuable players on the roster. Yeah, I've got a kicker for you. A 26th man that I'm going to ask, are you confident? Just a yes or no question, we'll end the podcast. Are you confident this guy is still on the Twins' 25-man roster May 9th, 2019? You ready? Yes. Hunter Green. No. (laughs) (laughs) Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.